This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, June 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Robertson ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow say they continue to work toward an agreement on biotech labeling standards. But time is fast running out for anything to get enacted before House members leave town for their Independence Day break. Roberts told AgriPulse last night that he was more optimistic about getting a deal than he was last week. He said, it always happens this way. The train is coming, the damsel is on the tracks, and the hero rushes in. That's the way we operate around here. Roberts declined to discuss any details of the negotiations. Stavadown would only say that the talks were, quote, inching along. An industry source who had been briefed on the talks told AgriPulse he was assured they had momentum. Vermont's mandatory GMO labeling law takes effect July 1st, although enforcement won't start until later. Vietnamese catfish products recalled in the U.S. About 26,000 pounds of imported frozen catfish products have entered U.S. commerce without undergoing the necessary USDA inspection, and the department is asking people not to eat it. Food Safety Inspection Service said in a statement Monday night, quote, consumers who have purchased these products are urged not to consume them. These products should be thrown away or returned to the place of purchase. USDA said the recall is aimed at skinless and boneless Sea Queen brand swai filet items. They were produced and packed on March 30, 2016 in Vietnam by Golden Quality Seafood Corporation. Catfish sold in two-pound packages. USDA recently rejected two shipments of Vietnamese catfish after they tested positive for banned chemical residues. Groups are mapping out the CAFOs in North Carolina. Ever wonder exactly where thousands of concentrated animal feeding operations, swine manure lagoons, and poultry operations are? Well, the Environmental Working Group and Waterkeeper Alliance, two groups that see the livestock operations as threats to the environment, say they'll be releasing maps today to show exact locations in North Carolina. The group said they will be launching a, quote, first-of-its-kind geographical information system, or GIS, mapping project to pinpoint 6,500 CAFOs, 4,100 swine manure lagoons, and 3,900 poultry barms. The group said in a statement, the mapping analysis estimates that these CAFOs produce more than 10 billion pounds of wet animal waste each year, which fill the open-air pits and puts human health and the environment at risk. Farm Group's Loud Conservation Bill. The National Farmers Union is excited about new legislation from Representatives Ann Cooster, a Democrat of New Hampshire, and Rick Crawford, a Republican of Arkansas, that would cut government red tape on some farmers who participate in USDA conservation programs. The recently introduced bill, the Improving Access to Farm Conservation Act of 2016, exempts farmers who get less than four to $50,000 a year from having to fill out the normal reporting documents and register with government agencies. NFU President Roger Johnson said restrictive reporting requirements erode economic incentives and restrict flexibility for landowners to participate in USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service programs that help foster sustainability and sound conservation practices. Johnson said, quote, we offer our supportive initiatives that would lessen the regulatory burden on conservation incentives for our nearly 200,000 family farmer and rancher members. USAPEAK gets new chairman of the board. 
The USA Poultry and Egg Export Council has elected Steve Monroe, manager of export sales at Sanderson Farms, to be its next chairman of the board. Monroe, who replaces current chairman Jim Waite, the managing director of Intervision Foods, will lead the group's 30-member board of directors. At a statement, Usapeak said, quote, The board sets policy and gives direction to Usapeak, an organization whose mission is to promote and increase exports of U.S. chicken, turkey, duck, and egg products worldwide. Also elected last week at the group's annual meeting at Lake Tahoe, Nevada, were Mark Killebrew, Vice President of International Sales at Tyson Foods, and Butch Johnson, Director of Globex International USA. Killebrew will take the title of first vice chairman, while Johnson was elected as the second vice chairman. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, June 21st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.